0: Hello, I'm Derek,
1: and I'm Peter,
0: and this is The Mog.
1: In this podcast, one of us suggests a beloved movie from our childhood for the other to watch, and then we talk about it. What made us laugh, what made us cry, and whether we should blame our parents or take it like the men that we hope we are. (laughs) Derek, what movie do we have today?
0: Today we have one of my beloved films, Uh, it's called The Phantom Tollbooth, it's from 1979, and I'd like to dedicate this episode to my brother Mark. It was his birthday uh, on the weekend, so happy birthday, Mark.
1: Happy birthday, Mark. <laughs> so, yeah, this movie.
0: It's actually <laughs> one of the earliest ones that I remember. Oh, really? Pretty close you- to, or even before, The Last Starfighter.
1: Oh, right. Do you want to... do you wanna? Do you wanna uh, I-, I can talk the synopsis later, but first, do you want to... Give us a bit of a run-through of if you like, have any special memories about it. Yeah, okay.
0: Um, Well, this was another one. I talked about it in a previous episode, but my dad used to hide videos for us around the house to find, and it was our activity to keep us occupied, and this is one of those hidden VHS films. Um, But I remember I watched this with my brother, and I actually spoke to him on the weekend when my dad was there, and he said, yeah, it was... Actually, um, Mark was, even though he was in school he, when he was on holidays, he would, used to babysit me and it would just be him and me. <laughs> Like, All right. He was in grade two, so he would have been seven, solely looking after me. So this is wow, what, that's yeah. responsible. <laughs> 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 I don't know how they got away with that, man. But um, yeah. So. Just,
1: just uh, whenever you say, "Oh no, no, our eldest is looking after him," you just don't say how old the <laughs>
0: eldest seven. is. So, oh,
1: he's twenty-two, is he? <laughs> well, uh, minus one divided by three
0: yeah and so um, but we watched that together, and I do have memories of it. I have um memories of him sort of like he was really sort of funny and like carefree and he was a witty sort of boy and um uh, there's one memory where it's this is a kid's film, and there's like songs throughout the whole film, and yeah um one of he just impromptu break into his own version like this was this is how it went. Time is a gift, precious and rare, precious and rare. A hungry bear, a hungry bear, is right in front of our car. <laughs> <laughs> just cry,
1: just one in front of your car.
0: <laughs> a hungry bear is right in front of our car. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I used to uh, look uh, up to my brother, and yeah. um, we were close back then. I think we'd fight, but you know. He was a lot more carefree back then, I remember.
1: Yeah. Sounds like you kind of had some things that you did share in.
0: Yeah. So I would have been uh, four, I guess, when I saw this. And um, yeah, this, the, there's a lot that resonated with me. It's very sort of moral tale. It's like this boy who gets fed up with life and he brings... He gets whisked away to this cartoon world and he ends up on this amazing adventure. And, you know, this is all my notes from before I rewatched it. So he meets his talking dog and (laughs) that's his sidekick and all these quirky and interesting characters and he ends up saving the world and taking lessons he learned about and starts living his life and flying kites and running in the park. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it's something about the end of this film that really... Sort of gets me It's like Saturated oh, really? with colour And that That music sort of like Burt Bacharach Really sort of Yeah I know and That
1: just comes in All of a sudden You know When it's in the real world It's like 90s, 70s 70s Straight away
0: But it's super saturated And like Really Sort of cheesy But I I find that moving And when I When I You know On a really sunny day um, When I'm out I sort of still think about that scene like if no, I'm out in the park like or something. The, oh, right. And yeah. No, it just sort of whisk me away and I start daydreaming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, gosh, man. Yeah. So, the, the, it's, a, it's, a, it's certainly, you said it's a very sort of moral film. It's an incredibly moral film.
0: Yeah, that's really it's, what it's all about, isn't it's it? It's
1: very incredibly super-duper absolute moral film.
0: Because you've never seen this, hey, or heard about it.
1: I think not <laughs> because I think I would remember this a lot better. Yeah. Uh, this this hits you in the face with morality.
0: <laughs> I was actually a bit <laughs> worried about how you will take it on the rewatch because yeah, uh, it's a kid's actually, movie, but it's sort of... But it,
1: it's, it's actually, as a kid's movie, I can totally understand it because you know kids rewatch stuff over and over and over again so there are pieces in this that um, you would only pick up on eighth ninth 10th 20th viewing you know there's wordplay there's mm. all kinds of stuff going on in this it, it's it's absolute saturation of people talking and and, and stuff and morality and
0: there's lots and lots of lessons, yeah. Oh
1: my god! When you
0: put it that way, but this uh, is actually, like this is all absorbed over many many viewings for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can completely understand that. <laughs> but it's, I, I yeah, it's
0: part of my moral fiber.
1: Yeah, I, well, that that actually puts a few things in a perspective for me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess what I should do is give you a synopsis okay. of this of this this film. So. There must have been a period of time when they were doing movies where they were interspersing live action with um, cartoons. Mm. I remember there were some Disney films uh, that did it. Mary Poppins. Um, Mary Poppins. uh the bed The and Broomsticks. Uh. This one was, uh, it was at the beginning and the end, so at the tail ends of the film, is the live action. And... It starts with this intro of him sitting in his classroom being deluged with lessons and uh, information. He looks completely disinterested and you wonder whether he's taking any of it in. Considering later on how much he actually remembers, he he must be taking in the information through osmosis Mm -hmm. because he looks like a root vegetable (laughs) at the beginning of this film. And what I found interesting was they almost did the same thing that they did in the toy, except it was a boy instead of the um, instead of the, uh, the guy on the motor uh, on the uh, cycle, where he's walking through situations that are dangerous, not realizing that they're dangerous, mm. and you know narrowly averting um,
0: fire truck getting so.
1: killed or fire trucks, yeah, buses or. Mm-hmm. And then it's got this 70s groove song of what's to become of Milo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's to become of Milo if he'd only try? <clears throat> so anyway, it, it, he finally gets home and, and he sort of wanders around, grabs a cookie and just lies on the couch doing nothing. And then the phone rings and his uh, friend is there. Ralph. Ralph, Ralphie. Ralphie Baby. And um they're having a existential crisis Um, I didn't realise nine year olds had this, but they were talking about how the meaning of everything and yeah. when they're at school yeah. they want to be someplace else and
0: I like Ralphie, disagrees really? with everything yeah. <laughs> my says. He's just so re- sympathetic.
1: <laughs> He's the perfect friend. Perfect friend. Yeah, but anyway, so while they're on the phone, I think a, a gift comes through, just appears, and he unwraps it, out comes his toll booth, and the toll booth starts talking to him and saying, Where would you like to go? You can go any place and he goes, I don't know, I don't know where I want to go, so it gives him a map. And he says, Oh, the castle in the sky looks good And then it does, you know, its thing where there's a transition from live action to cartoons. Yeah. So this is where it really just... It's one situation after another. And um, so he's in this car to drive through um, this world. Uh, he's trying to get to Dictionopolis to get to the castle in the sky. And every time they say castle in the sky, there's thunder and lightning.
0: Castle in the air, I think it is.
1: Is it castle in the air? Oh, I'm sorry. I think it might be. I, I apologise. That was... Yeah, yeah, I gotta get that one right Sorry uh. <laughs> I,
0: I mentioned that because I was going to name my you know, You've been to my apartment I was going to name it The Castle in the Air after Oh, really? This film. Yeah, but I changed <laughs> it to Cloud City Because Alex said that would make me Lando cover Cloud City. you got to grow a moustache <laughs> Wear a cape But it was going to be sure. Castle in the Air after this it- film
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's that's um, yeah, that's understandable. We're, we're, I mean, you have to go through king, um, a certain place uh, to get there, so and that kind of represents all the demons.
0: So um, sorry, keep going.
1: So no, no. Uh, so anyway, he's driving along and this cop comes up and stops him, and he's yelling guilty, guilty, guilty. You know, he's just accusing him of being guilty of everything that he says. Mm. And uh, then that guy goes off, and then he's driving along, and then he meets the weatherman.
0: Well, the bit I liked in that bit after the yep. rain watch was, "Do you want a long sentence or a short sentence?" <laughs> he oh, goes, yeah, "I'll no, take a short good. sentence." Yeah, yeah. He yeah. goes, "I am." It's the shortest sentence I know. <laughs>
1: oh
0: my god! This a wordplay.
1: Actually, I think you're going to pick up a lot more statements and just interesting tidbits. Than I did because I only watched this once and I had yeah. subtitles and I still was overwhelmed <laughs> yeah, because wow. there was so much wordplay going on. And I was I was just spending all my time just trying to make sure I got all the plot points in there.
0: Yeah, true. Well, um, one other one I'll mention is when when Milo was bored, he he says over the he says to the toll booth, "I don't think it's my birthday." <laughs> <laughs>
1: really just tried to look for all the seedy statements and oh, yeah, you know, everything yeah. that was inappropriate <laughs> and and i guess the for, for a film that tried its best to be as appropriate as humanly possible it was a bit of a challenge yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway he's going along drives through uh off from the policeman and the guilty cop and um and then he starts to get all you know slow and tired and and he gets trapped in place with the lethargians who sing a song about the doldrums, the doldrums. Yeah. Living in the doldrums, the benefits of doing such and everything starts to sag and everyone's sort of falling asleep. And, and there's
0: Dana- a song in each, each little area. Yeah,
1: there is. There's a song in each area. And sometimes you're not even sure if it is a song at first, <laughs> yeah. um, like the, the music's playing, but they're still speaking. Yeah. Um, It's sort of like some are more sing-songy than others, but it's definitely not a Disney type.
0: Yeah, it's like it's got really surreal scenery that I always remembered. Um, And like even it's actually got like Dali's melting clock at one point.
1: Yeah, it does. And
0: um, yeah, it's just like some of the characters, they don't have faces and things like that. and It's very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's like it was by... um, who's who is a by um Chuck Jones who did Bugs Bunny and yeah, things right. and
1: and it could... had the voice actors in it from
0: Yeah, from like Mel Blanc voice cartoons Bugs as well. Bunny, yeah, Mel yeah. Blanc
1: absolutely. Yeah, could, massive. As soon as as soon as you hear him doing his Bugs Bunny voice you he know switched to that era.
0: But it's so different than anything like of that era. It's yeah. just like really um the left field I would say.
1: <laughs> well, it's based on a book. Yeah. Which um I didn't realize and the guy that wrote uh, the book I think he really didn't like this.
0: Do you really I don't know much about the book.
1: Um, apparently, the guy was not a big fan wow. of of the of the film I imagine
0: it would have been pretty polarizing.
1: yeah so
0: they got into the doldrums
1: they get into the doldrum and then the watchdog comes along so this dog comes along barking and
0: his name's Toc.
1: His name is Tok. And he chases them away, and then he opens up his chest, and there's a big clock, and then he taps it, and he closes it up again. And then...
0: <laughs> Which makes perfect sense.
1: Yep. yep. Well, everything. <laughs> he's a this... watchdog. <laughs> yeah, he's a watchdog. That's right.
0: <laughs> but he's also so well spoken and articulate. Like he's he's got a very, you know, very articulate way of speaking. He says, "I just love automobile rides." <laughs> <laughs>
1: So then they sort of team up And they're driving along uh, Towards Dictionopolis And they come across some interesting characters along the way So the Doctor of Dissonance
0: Yeah Who is all about noise
1: and uh, Yeah, about noise And this guy loved terrible noises And so he's sort of like one of those medicine men You know, who talks up the use of taking certain medicines In this case, it's the benefits of um, terrible noise Horrible noise mm. And what I found interesting is through all the morality of it, as they're they're kinda of just sort of tiptoeing away, trying to leave while he's going on about how much he loves noise and all the crashes. And the dog shoplifts.
0: He just steals his laughter. He just
1: steals his laughter.
0: I might need this. Yep. How convenient.
1: Yeah, convenient. <laughs> convenient. I'm gonna take laughter. There you go. Yeah. That was probably the one of the only things in it that I saw and
0: thought well I oh. went on to become a young kleptomaniac so.
1: I well yeah, <laughs> I can I can totally see that you're very articulate well spoken and uh, very uh, dodgy hands
0: swift fingers you've got the pick a pocket or two <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so they keep on going
0: well it sort of it gets into these two two areas there's the words and the and the numbers yeah. dictionopolis and uh, I can't remember the name for the math ones So there's two uh, rival Digitoplus Digitopolis. that's it And there's two rival brothers They're But they're both kings um, yeah. And words and, and numbers And they're not getting along
1: Yeah, because the the world only needs numbers Or the world only needs words <laughs>
0: yeah. I can't comment on all this Because I just take it as Like, as the word of God you know? <laughs> 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 It's just how it is <laughs> yeah, but I but I wonder like how it holds up to someone you know who's watching it as an adult. Is it a film that an adult can get into? You know how like Pixar movies they have like a a little sub, you know like adult sort of sub level which yeah. adults can laugh at, kids win.
1: I guess in a way that's what I was looking for out of this film, and for a film that focuses so much on word play and the meaning of words. It was very for kids mm. in terms of its lessons. It was like something that compressing a whole bunch of lessons into one film, laying over some psychedelic visuals yeah, and uh, just having the importance of words, the importance of numbers, and they meet the spelling bee and the humbug. So all of the characters are based on a play of words pretty much. <laughs> You know, Watchdog, Spelling Bee, Humbug.
0: I liked Humbug. He was um, he was like the comic relief sort of.
1: Yeah, he was the comic relief, and he wouldn't
0: get along with the Bee, and he would say things like "Begone, odious wasp!" <laughs> 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 Begone, didactic drone!
1: But for a Humbug, he was pretty. He was pretty sprightly. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then, when I think of Humbug, I think more of that Doldrumzy type thing. But um. the one
0: adult thing that I did pick up was that they sort of made him like a bit of a camp character because. That's true. Later on, there was um, one of the evil things. I don't know. Well, I can just jump to it, I guess. The terrible Trivian, He says, "And that handsome gentleman, and Humbug fixes his hat and oh, his yeah, collar. That's
1: right. <laughs> that's right. He and he and he says something about Milo." Um, was, that's a fine manly little boy.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! And then he gets converted at the end into this like pink outfit, and he looks at himself and he goes, "Egad, I'm gorgeous!" Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. He sort of was the comic relief at camp. Yeah, but camp. <laughs> They finally get to Dictionopolis. They meet the king. No, before they meet the king, the cop comes back and sends them to prison for six million years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where they meet uh, the witch, who is the sister of the weatherman. Yeah, and uh, she's nice and tells them the story of the falling out between the kings and the fact that uh, there are these two princesses, rhyme and reason, and that's really what gave cohesiveness in the kingdom I'm trying to use that word instead of rhyme and reason Mm. because that's what they're called Um, and they're and they've run away into the castle in the sky yeah so we then have our plot which is Milo and his friends are going to save the princesses from the castle in the sky and restore order to the kingdom that's when they convince each of the kings to let them go and do that Yeah. yeah and uh and to make amends and there's some interesting things along the way that happens they fight the demons and they finally meet the princesses everyone's happy and then milo goes back into the real world
0: yeah you pretty much nailed it
1: yeah so if you were going to sell this to some a friend say me Um, to say, you really should watch this film. How would you sell it?
0: Well, it sort of goes back to just those memories I have of just... It it felt really adventurous to me. Like, I used to daydream as a primary school kid about there being like a fantasy world outside of the world that I knew. I always used to feel that way.
1: It is very (laughs) imaginative. It's a very imaginative world. And I think I can completely understand that tapping into the creative types
0: and it was just felt like there was this this you know this um sort of bigger world going on outside and it used to get me in trouble because i used to like just wander off (laughs) (laughs) yeah um
1: that's the shoplifting type thing in there yeah pretty much
0: um but also yeah it's got quite a quite a really gripping ending i find like that stuff was pretty dark for me back even back then like the the drawings of the monsters and yeah. it was all sketchy and it was quite yeah the, the monsters like- were
1: pretty I can see that being pretty scary for kids Like the What was the one with no face?
0: Yeah, the terrible Trivium
1: Yeah, so he was He was pretty evil
0: But even earlier on Like even the, in the Doldrums The Lethargians They start turning evil as well Like they just get these, this weird evil look at, All of a sudden And they start Morphing together yeah, And right. they want to drown him Yeah, that was so Yeah, I wasn't quite was...
1: sure What they were going to do to him Because it I wasn't sure if they were drowning him Or just, you know Trying to keep him there. For yeah, a yeah, yeah. But actually, the um, the terrible trivium. He had some of the best quotes though. He said there, and and it really, it really, um, it really stung me because it just all it could do would just make me think about my work. Whereas it says oh, no. all these petty tasks and worthless jobs. So many useless things to do.
0: <laughs> it's all about your job. <laughs> And he's got the humbug, like, entranced. He's yeah. just repeating them.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, and uh, he gives them these tasks. One of them is he has to take this needle and break down a mountain. And uh, what was the other one?
0: He yeah, had to have an eyedropper and empty a well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that sounds That sounds pretty relevant. Yeah,
0: I still remember all those things as a kid, yeah. And the, the hypocrite. I told you so
1: Overbearing know-it-all
0: Yeah, overbearing no at all
1: um, Threadbare excuse <laughs> yeah. And uh, Yosemite Sam is the voice of the demon of insincerity Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah But they get caught in the pit
0: I've seen that copied, actually That was used in full, meta, full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood They use that little, you know, he's meant to be a giant monster But it's actually a little
1: thing Oh, really?
0: Yeah, they use that Oh. I don't know if it was from this. Maybe.
1: I did see hasta la vista as they were leaving Kingdom of Words. Dictionary oh posts. yeah, that
0: little squire. I like that little uh, guy. yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like they were all using eloquent um, welcomes, and he would just go hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome, bonjour. And he goes hi. <laughs> Be there. <laughs> So, so,
1: how did you find it, watching it again?
0: Yeah, I'm still wrapped up as a kid. I oh. can't actually disassociate it anymore. Oh, right. It's a part of who I am, yeah. so I'm the worst person to even talk about this film
1: with. No, you're the best because, because um I think that's the point. You know, if you get two people who've watched this film as adults who haven't had a real deep engagement with it as a child, you're only going to get one side of the story.
0: Yeah. And... So, like, you know, Toc, he's got this wrinkly puppy skin. And yeah. Ever since I saw that, I just wanted a dog, you know? <laughs> yeah. It,
1: it was very comfortable looking in a way, something you could cuddle, yeah. him.
0: And, um, you know, at the end with the fireworks and rhyme and reason, I guess we haven't really got to that, but, you know, they saved the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I still get sort of emotional oh, about really? where all the old characters show up one by one and they're singing, you know, Rhyme and Reason, Will Prevail. And um, there's Fireworks, yeah. It's quite a nice... And then it ends with that No Hope is Too High Milo. They change the same song into yeah. a different sort of vibe. He's
1: in an inspired. Yeah, in inspired boy. <laughs> He, uh, once he gets out of the Phantom Toll booth, he waves at himself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, and it's only been five minutes since he's been gone. And then Ralph uh, has to hang up the phone because it's happening at his end. Yeah. And, and, I, and that just made me think, well, hang on a sec. Does that mean that him saving the day was... Is Ralph going to have to save the day now?
0: Yeah. I sort of, I sort of knew that this whole thing was a package just for Milo. It was just a lesson for him. I got that when I was young. Oh, right. Yeah, because Ralph has to go through it as well. Otherwise, he won't understand.
1: Yeah, unless he turns up and and everything's hunky-dory and he's still bored because uh, Milo saved the day.
0: (laughs) Poor Ralph. Yeah. But the big monster at the end, it still scares me.
1: So, yeah, it combined a whole bunch of things to become... Was it hatred or something?
0: Yeah, this I'm not sure what it was called, but yeah, it combined. it showed all the words together and yeah, it was just like this eel looking dragon yeah. type thing. And Toc goes and bites it, but he gets broken. And yeah, I still get brokenhearted about that. Because yeah. he won't wake up.
1: Wake up, talk Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> it'd be it'd be interesting if the tape broke before there was a resolution. Oh my gosh. Because you know we'd be watching all of these things on tape, you'd wear out the yeah.
0: tape. Yeah, true, true.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It's sort of one of those things where I feel like I'd almost have to deconstruct all of the the words and the discussions that ha- happened to to really have a deep conversation about the meaning behind a lot of it.
0: But it definitely did sort of rub. It's sort of you can categorize it as a kid's film. You didn't really engage with it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, I I uh, I would say it. I would say it, it just had so much that I um. It went from one lesson to the other, and yeah, it was just, the my, my my wife um once again came up with the best way to explain it. She said it was intense in a really weird way.
0: <laughs> in a really weird way. <laughs> yeah. She watched it as well.
1: Uh yeah, from well as she normally does from the distance. She'll oh, be doing stuff, yeah. and and I'll be watching it, taking my notes. I really wish I had, um, because I know this is, like, a really important film for you, like. um,
0: Well, I think it's sort of, it's just the, the, it did, like you say, it sparked my imagination. So, things like the sunset and music changing colours and, you know, that stuff. Oh, that was good. Yeah, where they meet
1: the only sane person in the kingdom, which is the guy (laughs) that. um, He
0: conducts, like, sunsets and sunrises and.
1: The the music in it, the all the orchestral stuff you can you can feel all of that um, Bugs Bunny cartoon music, you know, though because that always yeah, had definitely. fantastic orchestral stuff well, in it,
0: It's like symphony stuff almost. Yeah, yeah.
1: and it was interesting. It, it was really strange in a way because the beginning has the seventies groove music with people actually singing a song, and then when he's in the world there's all this orchestral music and everyone's kind of like half singing it it's just like they they don't have they're not putting all of their all into it it's just like oh, myo doing server in the do oh okay. That probably doesn't make any sense because I can't actually remember. I, I actually had the subtitles on for this so I could follow it and even then I couldn't. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I sort of got to say what you mean. Yeah, it was very... Yeah, on re-watching it, there was... it did, I I was actually a bit worried about how it would actually hold up to an adult watching it.
1: I Look, I don't think it's something that's... I think it's something that's really good for kids um, because it's something that they can watch over and over again. Mm. Um it I it does have a bit of nostalgia for me purely because of the voices in it are uh, very much from Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. And I yeah. did like some there were, there were pieces of it that I did enjoy. I did enjoy um, some of the stuff later on in the in the film, you know, where they meet the kings and the, everyone has to make a speech and whatever their speech is they have to eat it. Uh, mm-hmm. so they're all speeches are basically roast turkey and stuff, but he doesn't Milo doesn't realise it, so he says um something ladies and
0: gentlemen, thank you all for being here. Yeah, and he has to eat that. <laughs> and those words pop up on his plate. And he says they said that you should have chosen something more tastier to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um and uh, meeting the um, the numbers guy as well.
0: That's Who's sort of just like, when you meet, he's, I think he's the mathematician.
1: magician. that's it.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what's important, and then he breaks into song. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> what <when> you do. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, and um, he has to convince him why he should make amends with his brother. And because they don't disagree on anything. So, he has to, he has to have an argument that'll convince him and his argument is that if they disagree on everything then they can agree that they always disagree so mm. therefore they do agree on something yeah and that breaks his head and yeah he acquiesces. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah i guess yeah i remember things like the how he uses words and numbers to defeat the monsters oh uh, yeah that's right he gets yeah. given
1: all all of the words and uh, phrases and meanings in the world in a bag and um, a pencil which has all of the equations that have ever existed or will ever exist, which I think is, you know, you don't lose that. That'd be pretty handy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he, may he like, draws a four and then he puts words in it and he uses that like a bow and shoots words.
1: That's how he destroys hate
0: and ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah... Would you say you've been scarred by this? (laughs) If I (laughs) put you through hell?
1: No, this isn't the toy. Uh, (laughs) But I would say that it's something that um, it didn't resonate with me as much as it has with you, though I can understand why it would. Um, Mm -hmm. It does feel very dense in all of the stuff that goes on.
0: Did you get a sense of that sort of, yeah, that sort of, um, Unrealness, that sort of surrealness yeah.
1: yeah, it was very surreal Very Alice in Wonderland But even less cohesive
0: Yeah, I think that's what I really liked about this It was just like, it was very random It was I am a sort of random person It's actually what inspired <laughs> me to start drawing Oh really? Yeah, I can, after seeing this
1: Yeah, I, I mean it does Like the landscapes are very out there They're just, he's on a road that goes up and down there's nothing on either side of him, or you know, when he destroys um, the sunrise and everything's going crazy. There's all these lights and stuff going, ballistic. Yeah,
0: and the monsters—they're all really sketchy. I was yeah, really into that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There was a lot of thought, I think, that went into the creation of it. I, uh, but but I think that there was. A, I think the, the. I think if there was an underlying plot, that was a little stronger. I think it probably would have been more enjoyable as an adult watching it yeah. because it was very much, you know, going into, he gets a new car and he drives and his, the, the plot of the film is then him going to the castle in the air and that's basically all he's doing up until the point where they find out about rhyme and reason. Mm. And, then, and that's like over halfway through the film. Yeah. and then from that point on they have a reason to get there so i guess in a way that that's where the importance of of you know him being challenged in certain ways to push through and uh, and achieve this goal probably gives it a bit more direction but up until yeah. that point it's just been these cra- this crazy surrealist stuff happening yeah um almost to introduce the character like they're introducing the character the watchdog he's just suddenly barking he's suddenly there and yeah. and he's the watchdog um, I can totally see a kid just who cares about the plot um, <laughs> you know this stuff is just really interesting to watch and there's a lot of interesting things that they're saying yeah
0: one thing I did notice in the rewatch was that he says use letters to make your up your own language and I remember that you you had one yeah. you did that
1: yeah no yeah. Yeah, I, I did um
0: yeah That's
1: yeah I, I, I was very much like you in in terms of um you know creating my own worlds and imagining whether it's science fiction or fantasy or new languages and worlds I was very much like that as a kid yeah. um pretty amazing I think this probably would have resume- resonated with me if I was a kid but yeah I think um, as an adult it doesn't have quite as much of a of resonance yeah I still think it's an interesting film though like it's not just uh, it's not just another comedy film like if I said oh you gotta watch The Toy you'd watch it and say, oh that's one of those bad comedy films you watch when you're a kid and liked mm. whereas The Phantom Tollbooth is a very unique film yeah
0: though. And re-watching it, I would actually recommend it, but I would say, uh, maybe don't focus on it too much. maybe have it in the background because it can be a little intense. Yeah. <laughs> that's my warning yeah <laughs> um, but if you're if you've got adD you're fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. What's the story? I don't know. Is there a story? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: It moves along fast It moves along, you, it,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the soundtrack, and the soundtracks are Milo's song, Don't Say There's Nothing to Do in the Doldrums, Time is a Gift, Time is a Gift, something and something, 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 <laughs> something, something. Noise, noise, beautiful noise. That one, yeah. that, it was funny because the point of that was that all these irritating noise, and it really did irritate <laughs> you.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, word market uh, numbers are the only thing that count. Rhyme and reason rain. Mm.
0: So I apologize. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to. I. I, um, I don't. I guess. I, I. do
0: think it. It stands as a unique experience. You're not going to find a film like this, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to have to have a rating apart from whether we apologise or not. Yeah. I think it's uh, like, yeah, I, I mean, the toy, the toy really was, uh, the, the rating for that is, I'm so sorry I put you through that. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I guess we'll speak about the next film.
1: Yes. Yeah, so it's one of yours. Yeah, so the next film is Star Trek The Motion Picture. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> it certainly, is a sight to see. Um, it, and this is your film. Yeah, this is my film, and it's almost the entire opposite of the Phantom Toll Booth in that there's so little going on for such <laughs> a long period of time.
0: i <laughs> you've already watched it.
1: I have. Yeah. Watched it, so we'll we can talk about that in the next one.
0: So, thanks so much for thanks, putting up with this one. Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> 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 thanks so much. um All the best. Take care. Put your children to bed. Thank you.
0: Insert cash phrase here. Insert Happy
1: cash No, we haven't stopped. I'll stop it. Very. Hang on. One sec. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Right about.